0: What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. Call me hashtag boss. Lee or the people's mentor. And this is episode 346 of the show. It's a long one. It's a really good one. This is me, and my girl, Tiffany Beverly going back and forth where she actually interviews me. Um, We have a really awesome conversation about everything from race to being a powerful woman in the space to so much more. And I just, I know you're going to love it. So I can't wait for you guys to give me feedback on conversations like this. One of the things that I am most proud of is I have held empathy very, very tight to my chest since I started in this profession. And I think there's a lot of teams where you look at And you'll hear us talk about this basically an echo chamber everyone on the team looks the same everybody walks the same everyone talks the same everybody's the same religion everybody's the same skin color and something i'm really proud of is i know i have men women people who don't identify as any i mean whatever that follow me um i know i have a huge transgender following which i was so pumped about y'all think i don't know i don't know i don't know um everything i think y'all call yourselves the alphabet mafia i love it um black white asian every in between. And I just know, I, I know, and I love that I'm a safe space for everybody in every kind of diversity. I'm safe to share. Um, and that to me is just, it's so powerful and I hope, and I wish, um, I say wish cause I, and I say hope, even though I don't usually say that, those two words, but I really do hope and wish and pray that this profession starts to become more all-inclusive instead of those echo chambers. Like Tiffany says, we're trying to build an army, and if you look at the way that I recruit the team that I personally have brought on, not just our entire team, but I mean like my personal recruits, it's everybody, every walk of life. And I think that you're looking at a very healthy team if your team looks nothing like you as well. So I hope you get a lot of perspective from this episode. If you end up enjoying it, please make sure you screenshot it, share it, put it in your Instagram stories, tag me at I'm Boss Lee, tag some friends. I'll definitely reshare and respond to as many as possible. If you can please make sure you subscribe if you enjoy the show as well, and leave a five-star review, I would really appreciate that too. We have almost 1,600 five-star reviews, y'all are the flippin' best, I love y'all! Today's reviewer of the show is... Let's do Seattle low-carb girl. Such an inspiration, five stars. Jessie Lee is such an inspiration to me. I've been in a holding pattern in my business, not really understanding on how to implement things. I ran across one of her trainings and was instantly hooked. You can tell by listening to her that she pours her heart and soul into everything she does. I think it's amazing she goes above and beyond for everyone and wants everyone to fulfill their dreams. This lady is absolute fire! You will not regret listening to this podcast at all, and I just want to personally say thank you, Jessie Lee. Wow, I appreciate that so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you guys, I appreciate you. I really hope you love episode three, Forty-six of the show as much as I loved recording it
1: a different perspective and I appreciate your humility and reminding us that you started in one room in a basement to five-star resort taking your friends out of the snow to wherever you want to be in the world in Hawaii and beyond so um, I appreciate you I'm looking forward to more conversations thank you for the nuggets it has helped me a lot. This conversation has blessed me, grown me, and I know it has done the same for all the divas who are who are reading this and watching this as well. So we look forward to having you back. You owe me a picture for this cover, yes, and, ma'am. Um, have an amazing day, and I know you're going to do an amazing thing for all of us in this year and beyond. So appreciate hey, I appreciate you and, uh, so
0: much. Thank you so much for teaching me as well and making me better every day. Appreciate you. We ton. will do it
1: for each other. We have gifted each other. Uh, the gift of our greatness and I think that's what women do. Oh, yes. who's the black man with the abs in the back? Oh, that's Bryson. Bryson G, come uh, say not hi. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I told I you, mean, man, if you racist, you can't come around, okay? You not gonna fit in. <laughs> Girl,
1: let me stop this recording. Hold uh-huh. a let me stop recording. Oh my god. Um, that was awesome. Coach tip coming in with Direct Sales Diva Magazine. And as you guys know, we try to bring you, we work hard to bring you the best of the best and the most relevant information and content to help you build the most significance and success in your business. And I have none other than rockstar uh, future legend and network marketing hall of famer, Jesse Lee Ward. And we're going to have a conversation about, I think, topics that are important to us as women in this space. Jesse, you are in Hawaii on vacation, knocking it out. I guess it's work. Vacation stay (laughs) do whatever you want to do in this space in your life. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with my direct. Uh, Oh,
0: Tiffany Beverly, you are such a joy. You are my sister, I swear to you. And it's like one of those things. It froze in Dallas, and I said, "Look, why do we work so hard so we can get on planes so we can do what we need to do?" And uh, I don't know any better profession in the world. Than, than this space. And uh, I'm really excited for this conversation. You've been one of my favorite people ever since I saw you the first time, like five years ago. I'm like, God, we are just kindred spirits.
1: Like, ah, I wanna be your friend. So um, right? I'm excited and for I, this. And, you know, I felt the same seeing you and all of your success. And um, I'm happy to say that we don't have to want to be friends anymore. We definitely are. Yes, yes, so, for sure. So um, I want to first start off with what you just talked about. So I just had brunch with my dear friend, Lauren LeHoff. Oh, we I love, love her. Somebody. Stop. Yeah, well, yes. Lauren is my friend. We live right here in Vegas together. We just had brunch at the Wynn. So forgive me if there's slight slurring. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, how Lauren and I idea. So, but here's the thing. Lauren and I just had a conversation about network marketing, direct sales, the whole vehicle, and what freedom and wealth looks like. And I believe that you just talked about it. It was freezing in Dallas. And because of your hard work, what were you able to do without even thinking about it? Tell my direct sales divas so they can kind of get an idea of what success truly is. And it's not always purses and cars.
0: Yeah. So the question of freedom and wealth, I love because freedom is really it. It's doing what you want to do when you want to do it and not having to ask permission. And there's a lot of stuff that we can go into during this conversation around that, because that's not just money and wealth is also not just money. Uh, For me, I think time freedom is one of the most important things. You know, I remember punching the clock since I was 13 years old uh, to Mm. bring money into the house. Right. And, Always working for somebody and never really feeling that feeling of oh this is mine, and so there's that freedom inside of how hard I work. Yes, I got on a plane because it was it was very cold, pipes were bursting, Texas was flooding, ceilings were collapsing, like the whole nine. And I and we got a crew together and we said hey, do you want to finish this, this month out, uh, please? Like by getting on planes and going. literally island jumping we've been on multiple islands um, not worrying about what place we're going to stay at. We're right on the, oh, I mean, we're literally whale watching. <laughs> like, we're right here. Um, the lanai is huge and you can see all the whales jumping. There's like six different pods jumping, um, all day long. And then getting on the plane and then going over to the big island and saying, oh, do we want to, do we want to whale watch or do we want to go swim with the turtles or do we want to eat at the nicest restaurant in Maui, which we did last night? Like, what do we want to do? And so freedom for me is just... I do what I want, when I want to do it, with who I want to do it with, and I don't have to try to please other people, and I don't have, I can just, I can just be me, you know, and I can travel the world in my own way, and I can, you know, spend the time with the people I love the way I want to, and I, I don't have to pick and choose, I get to have it all, and so whatever it all is for you, then that's right. what this kind of business can provide.
1: You know Absolutely love that because I didn't know what it looked like before I joined this profession. And so, I guess my first real question to you is: as a woman um, growing up in America, uh, what did the idea of freedom look like to you when you first joined this profession, and what um, did it change, and what it has it has it changed into?
0: Yeah, um, freedom for me when I first started was that I needed three hundred dollars a month to pay rent. Um, I was actually renting a, a room in a basement. I wasn't renting a whole basement. I was renting a room. I was sharing a bathroom. I was sharing a kitchen. And I didn't have a reliable car. I didn't have a reliable place to live, really. You know, I mean, I was renting a room, a literal room. And so the idea of freedom to me at first was, what condo can I move into to get out of here? Freedom to me at first was, um, it, it definitely wasn't the trips that was never even on my radar. Uh, I really loved our conversation the other night when you were saying, Ooh, I made five, I made a thousand dollars. Well, can I make 1500 next month? Ooh, yeah. can I make 2000 the next month? Like yeah. that resonates so clearly with me because it was just, okay, I need to figure out $300 so I can live. And then it was, mm-hmm. all right, I'm not going to lose my shelter. So maybe I make 500 next month. And then it was a thousand. And and I did the same stepping scale like you mentioned. And I love that because I think so many times people talk about the rich and the famous stuff. They do talk Mm -hmm. about the Gucci belts and they do talk about the private jets and they do talk about the cars and the whatever. And it's like, that was never it for me. Like it is like things have changed, but you right. can you can teach people step by step by step. I think when it's this huge grand vision of like, trust me sister, you can do this girl. You can make a million dollars when they're like, I don't have a million dollar vision right now. I have a 100 dollar vision. And when you when you break it down and you say, yeah, let's start here, cuz this can be your freedom. And then you move into the next steps of it. That's right. I think that's where real freedom is is attained.
1: So How many years, because you're very humble, you said, oh, yeah, people talk about the Gucci belts and the multi-million, the private jets, and you have all that. You have more than that. When you talk cars, a lot of people don't understand that you have multiple cars, multiple six-figure cars. So how many years from the basement to like a room in a basement to, you know, the freedom that you have now, how many years was that for you?
0: Yeah, this is a 10-year entrepreneurial journey. First and foremost, real talk. And I will tell you, and I'm sure it's the same with you. I'll just keep watching yeah. your face. It shifts like every month it gets bigger. Like my, my mentality gets bigger. I'm not talking about the stuff. Like yeah. I remember being in the basement and when I got out of the basement and I had like a little apartment, I was like, why would I ever need more than this? This is great. And then I got the luxury condo and I'm like, "Oh my god, like yeah. I would never need more than this two bedroom luxury condo. Look at the wood floors. Oh my god." Right. And then I got the townhouse with the little tiny yard and I'm like, "Why would I ever need more than a tiny condo?" And then I got the house in Texas and I'm like, "I will never need a house bigger than this house in Texas." And then I got the bigger house in Texas. And I'm like, I think I need to pick, you know, it's like you stretch, but yeah. I think it's so important to remember that it is a 10 year journey and every step. And we all have, I talk about it a lot. You probably coach on it too, because I know you're so into empowering women, which I love. Um, we, I certainly struggle with imposter syndrome still to this day, yeah. every day. I'm like, man, like, why is this me? You know, like uh, and then I remember okay look at the hours you've put in look at the time you've put in look at look at the coaching calls you've put in look at the time you've spent writing scripts or putting together systems or whatever it is all the stuff you do too and I have to remind myself like I'm still that girl you know I'm still that girl from small country town who yeah
1: this
0: wasn't this wasn't a thing my cousin that I've never met before just left here and He was, I was like, have you actually met any of the cousins that are living on the mainland? Because I'm Hawaiian. And he goes, no. Like none. I'm the first person in two generations who's ever come back to where my family's from. Mm,
1: Because you could though. Because I can. Because you made a decision to get out of one room in a basement. Right. And you know what? That's what I want to talk about. That actually like inspires me and gives me chills just because I feel as women... Um, we have a greater responsibility than we believe we do. Um, I feel as women, um, we're so empowered, but I don't know about you, and you tell me how you feel about this. I feel like at the same time, we're in the 21st century, and the 18th and 19th century, sometimes all at the exact same time. And the Dalai Lama has been quoted as saying that the world will be saved by the Western woman. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I've heard it from other people. I didn't hear it from the Dalai Lama, but that's what they said. They said. <laughs> and so when I listen to it, sometimes I feel like I don't know what that looks like. But then as a woman who has friends, who's friends with women like you, I feel like, wow, I think I know what that looks like. And I don't think it all looks like jets and supermodel and Instagram profiles. I think it is a woman making a decision to get out of one room in the basement to a condo, to a house, to a bigger house, to being able to choose to meet family that two generations haven't been able to meet. So when you hear a quote like that, What do you think women, how should they internalize it? And what do you think any woman, all right, any woman? Because I know when you said it's been a 10-year journey, I hit multiple seven figures at a decade. And I feel like it's kind of a magic number. Some people hit it fast, but you kind of grow into it. So what is... What should a woman who hears that, who is in the basement or in a townhouse or driving a dirty Jetta with no hubcaps like I was two decades ago, (laughs) why should that mean something to them and what are some of the first steps they should take?
0: I mean, that's a deep question, first of all. Um, I would say, first of all, just understand what our responsibility is. And what I mean by that is I think where we're going with this conversation, at least that question to me in my mind and my heart it's like, take, over, take, take ownership, I guess I would say, over your power. You okay. know, you're so powerful. And it is having the tough conversations. It's having the conversations that bridge the gaps between men and women where you have to step into maybe your masculine energy, but you're still feminine. Um, right. And have those tough conversations where you call people out on the stuff that you're like, yeah, that's not okay. You know? Mm. Um, and then saying, no, I have a place here. And so you saying I have a place here. I don't I don't need to struggle and I don't have to wait to be saved. I'm fully capable Mm. of saving myself. I think that was the big distinction for me is I kind of realized there's no there's no knight in a in a cape and shining armor or whatever they say coming to save me. There's no one coming and there's there's no one coming for you and if Isn't you look
1: funny when you realize no one's coming and you show up for yourself Then that's when all the knights in shining armor yeah
0: oh uh, that was <laughs> well do we want to have a conversation about these stupid men because we can have a conversation about these stupid men sister i'm ready for it i've been born for this conversation no. <laughs> Um yeah that that's point, an interest. That's, that's a whole other oh,
1: that's, I think Lee is coming. Yes, I'm we can ready. go there.
0: We can go there. We can take the conversation there for sure. Uh but like you have to you have to start saving yourself. You have to be the one who gets yourself up because I do notice that some people will be like, "Oh no, I found the man." You know, and then you, you look down the line, 10, 15, whatever it is, years later, the man's no longer in the picture. The woman's like, I didn't know he was doing all that with our finances. He always handled it. I didn't know he was handling the business like that. He was always the one doing it. Well, like, stop. It's mm-hmm. understanding you're fully capable as a woman to do it and not only do it, but do it better. Like, if you look at, oh, I'm getting excited. If you look at this profession, the women are so much better than the men. They have a leg up. They just do. So let me ask you this, though. Yeah.
1: And a lot of, so I was in, and I'm not trying to cut in. I just want to. No, you're fine. I love this. um, With network marketing, I was never in an all women's company. And what I find is I coach a lot of women who are not just in all women's companies. So the top income earners aren't women. Correct. The top income earners are men. men. But I do believe women naturally do what we do better. Why is it? And I think it goes back to what you said about the imposter syndrome. Yes. Why is it that we naturally do this better, but we are actually supporting men who are making more money than us and we're happy to settle for less? (laughs)
0: girl this is that kind of conversation look drive me crazy drive me crazy because i see this all the time too it's like the man is on top he has two legs of two powerhouse women that are driving this thing the man's making two times the money and the woman's sitting there collecting a hundred thousand dollar a month check which is great it's great money don't get me wrong but like what it's Mm, I know. It makes me feel some type okay, of way. It really does. $100,000 a
1: month. They might be 100,000 a year.
0: Whatever it is, yeah. Junior, I'm just saying right? I see this constantly. The man is at the top although he's yeah. not the driver and he's getting the clout or whatever you want to say. So, same she's conversation
1: she's like bringing all her team so they can all cheer for him.
0: Right. Correct. I see it all the time. Um, it's kind of the same conversation where I just want to be like, look. Women are better at it because women care deeper. In general, mm-hmm. general statement. Women are better at relationships. Again, a general statement. Okay, women listen better. Women connect deeper. In my opinion, you're born for this. And I think as soon as women start to understand that, like it's not just hype. You, this is this is sales, marketing, uh, leadership. It's actually a women's role. If you look back in history, you know, mm-hmm. if you look back in history, we we it's recent history. Generally, like overall speaking where the matriarchs aren't the ones running everything if you go mm. deep into history the women yeah. had the power not the men mm. not the men mm. take it back take it back if a man talks down to you let him know you know what if, a, if question yeah why did we lose it yeah i don't know the answer to that question i think societies change things i think but i do think society changes quickly like if you look at Mm -hmm. body types even i had this conversation really recently and i was saying look at it now like you want to be thick now you want thick thighs you want you want to look like tiffany beverly (laughs) okay let's talk about it okay you know i I mean i hate to see you go but i love to see you walk away okay tiffany finally i
1: feel like
0: i'm I'm always hollering when you're when you walk by Like in the nineties, my body type was not celebrated. Like mm. my thick thighs, big booty, like, no, mm-mm. you wanted to be that heroin chic or whatever. Well, look how quick mm. it changes. So we mm. need to switch the mentality and teach women. You're you no know, getting out of the body type conversation back into the money situation. Yeah. You can absolutely do math. You can absolutely run your financial household. You can do stocks. You can do crypto. You can do forex. You can do um, property management. You can do all of those things. I just think the last generation—it's been men do the numbers, men run the household. Like if you—I don't remember what the TV show—is Mad Mad Men or something like that, the marketing show or whatever. Like that's pretty recent history. Sixties and seventies is not that long ago. And if the sixties yeah. and seventies, their entire ad campaign was run around women are in a house women take care of children, women don't go to work. Correct. That's not that long ago. That's, that's one generation detached. So you see these women now stepping up and it's like, I don't want to be in a house doing what, what, what do I do in a house? Me cook? No, I set fires. Okay. Like, no, the only bread I'm concerned about is, uh, is money. Okay. Like what are you talking about? Make bread. What? (laughs) Like we, we don't, it shifts, but I do think that I do think women like this need to continue to give each other voices to show how powerful they are. I'm a really big fan right now of this app called clubhouse. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know if you're on it yet. First of all, I love it because it's an app that's been created by black creators and it's already, it already has an over billion dollar valuation. Like it's a, just a beautiful example of black excellence in the tech world, which again, not that common, right? I love it. So I'm on this app. Um, and I, I was like, I, I was texting, my creative director is black. He's over here getting tattooed right now. And I was like, Bryson, you got to get on here. I think it's a black app. Like, I'm pretty sure we need to bring everyone over here. Like, these are our people. We got to get on here. I'm like, cause 21 Savage was on there. Tyrese was on there with like 80,000 followers, like on day one, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But what I love about this app is in these rooms, you can't stop a woman from unmiking herself. You can't stop a woman from speaking up. You can't. So, like, if I have something to say, I'm going to hit the microphone, and I'm going to keep talking over you until you shut up.
1: And then you're going to hear me
0: speak. And what's been really cool for me as a powerful woman is I'm on there. I will say 10 sentences, and I will get 500 followers every time. And I'll get the messages then on Instagram that are like, because it's connected, that are like, where have you been? Oh my gosh i didn't realize how many powerful women there were out there i'm like right because in order for a woman to get on a big stage in order for a woman to get on a big stage generally speaking a man has to let her on and if you look at any of these stages any stage any sales stage any whatever call it 10x go look look how many men speak at 10x which is the biggest business conference
1: in the world it- I know. I'm going to in my, uh, in a couple of weeks and the two speakers are his wife and probably his second cousin. I get it. I know you're hundred I mean, percent right. It's cr-
0: but it's not just him. It's not just Grant. It's, it's all of them. Go look at yeah, any no, you're right. one of these I stages. Agree. So put yourself on a stage is how you fix it, in my opinion. And if, and that is a stage, that clubhouse is a stage because of it, I've been put on multiple stages. I was on a stage two weeks ago, three weeks ago with Mark Cuban. Like, the, like, just an example, Forbes, Riley, Riley's putting me on her stage now, next week. Like, I'm doing all these podcast interviews with tons of huge businessmen that are like, where have you been? You're sharper than all these men. I'm like, right. So, women, so use social. So, you know, get yourself out there.
1: So, a few things I want to ask for the person who is not you yet, because when you were in the basement trying to work your way out of the basement... Yeah you know, maybe you didn't have the confidence to speak like you do have right now. So I have an opinion on what a person's stage is before it's an app. Um, What is the stage that people should be focusing on first? And then secondly, as a woman who has always or felt like her voice isn't good enough. Some people worry about eloquence. Some people worry about articulation. Some people worry about message. How does a woman, number one, start on the stage that she's got in front of her and number two have her message
0: yeah so i mean the first part is like that confidence and all that it's going to come from doing it i just want to tell everybody that and for me a stage is whatever you want it to be i love using social media as a stage because it is a platform that costs nothing and you can Mm -hmm. spread extremely wide okay so People look at everything I've done. I don't do paid ads. I don't do paid sponsorships. I don't do anything. I just speak. And when it comes to the confidence part of the conversation, like, oh, I don't know if I have anything to say. I don't know where to begin. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm unsure. There's something you know a lot about. Everyone, anybody listening to this, there is something you know a lot about. Talk about that. People ask me all the time, well, when you were new doing live video, what did you talk about? Because I know you weren't giving business courses. I'm like, for sure I wasn't giving. Let me teach you how to live (laughs) in a basement and be poor. I'm going to be really motivating. Are you ready to be razzle-dazzled? Okay. No, like that wasn't the conversation. But like I would go live and talk about eyebrows. I know it's like whatever, but like I know how to do good eyebrows. You know, I would go live and I would talk about um, things that I... Knew a lot about just like all of you know a lot about something, and when you're trying to build business, it's not about the business, this is about how you find your people, how do you find people that know you, like you, trust you, and you do that by showing people who you actually are. So, truly, if you want to build a stage, you just need to build um, a conversation around your people, you need to be able to attract your people and all the different parts of you that are diverse and different will all attract different, different people, right? All the different sides of you. And all of that is valid. So you want to create a stage, just start talking. You want to create a brand, just start talking. It's not going to be good at first. You, you have this ability Tiffany to get on a stage and talk for 30 seconds. And people are like, I'm complete. <laughs> like, that doesn't come overnight though. Like your butterfly thing, I mean, that is the most impactful speech that has ever been on the GoPro stage as far as I'm concerned, and probably many stages. Now, I know you thought about that before you walked on that stage. Like you had the, maybe you you walked past a butterfly earlier that day. I don't know. (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? Every single time you stepped up and you showed up and you spoke your truth, that set you up for that moment. And then you just delivered but you only know how to deliver in a moment like that from showing up when it's not polished and it's not good. And you're not, I mean, you were so in your feelings in that moment. There was like, there was anger, there was love, there was passion, there was sadness, there was rawness, there was vulnerability. There was, I mean, it was the most authentic, like, (gasps) like I feel her, I'm there. And I think that all of those layers of that, which all these people listening to this, they have that. That's what made that strong. So, right. and everyone has that ugly and they forget sometimes the ugly is what connects us. If you would have gone up there and been like, hello, I'm the butterfly. Would you like to know how good it is to be me? You know,
1: people no, would have been is, like, I feel like I, you know, I think you're hundred percent, um, like so 100% correct on this. And I feel like it's great that people are hearing it from you because it's really i feel like there's this weird dichotomy to what you're saying because you're right when it's only when you're willing to show yourself in the caterpillar phase or talk about your caterpillar phase that you really get a chance to transform into a butterfly and have people celebrate you as one but the, the sad part is so many women are worried about being celebrated as a butterfly that they don't, aren't really willing mm-hmm. to let themselves even go through being a caterpillar. So for me, um, you know, I've been pretty much a caterpillar my whole life, right? And so when whatever you felt in that, that, that talk was 40 years in the making. Right. And it was at the point where I was just like, I was able to see the beauty in the caterpillar. I was able to see the beauty in the butterfly. That got me super excited. Um, and I guess that's why it turned into a talk. But at the same time, there are people who only talk about Caterpillar. And I feel like they're not letting other people feel like they can be the Caterpillar too. Ooh,
0: so- That's- to just, yeah. Hold, hold on. Don't jump over that. So that's mean, powerful. Here. Oh, go ahead. That's powerful. Don't jump over that. Because that living in that crystallist phase or whatever that it's called, yeah. man. I'm not good at bug yeah. life. But like- you've got to at least see yourself. Cause when, if you listen to what you actually said, now I haven't heard it in a while, but it was very impactful to me when I heard it, like you have to fight. There's too many people that are in that caterpillar phase and you're not fighting, right? You talk about, no, that that he wanted to be a butterfly. So he's scratching and clawing and nobody can get him out of it. You got to get yourself out of the cocoon,
1: right? Yeah, it's true. I'll tell you the funny thing about a caterpillar that people don't even understand. They start fighting to be a butterfly from day one, because when they're in the egg phase, they don't. The egg doesn't hatch. It doesn't just oh, it's time and breaks open. They actually have to chew their way out of it. So from day one, they are fighting to become the very best version of themselves. I love that. I'm glad we didn't skip over it. Yeah, no, like you, you women... have to
0: though. Like, please, like, like. I mean, we could talk about this for an hour. Like, yeah, you're right. Yes. Be the caterpillar, but you've got to see yourself as something bigger than what you are right now. Because if I saw myself as the person living in the basement for the rest of my life, then I would still be in a basement for the rest of my life. Like, I get it. People are going to listen to this and they're like, I live in a basement right now. Okay. Do you want to stay there? Or are you going to be the one to, are you going to be the one who puts in the hours early in the morning and late at night to get yourself out? Are you going to be the one who,
1: What I love, and I think why the caterpillar is my favorite, because I always say people don't put caterpillars on their little girls' walls. They don't decorate. They don't tattoo themselves with caterpillars. (laughs) They always do the butterfly. But the thing about the caterpillar that is absolutely amazing is one of them to me, is that the caterpillar was fine with being a caterpillar because it always knew it was gonna be a butterfly so no matter where you are in the ugliest part of your life if you have a vision for yourself and the faith that this is just literally a faith and you will grow through it and become more then you don't hurt as bad when you're in the basement or driving a dirty jetta you don't hurt as bad when you're A divorcee or newly divorced or going through um, leaving a company or starting from scratch because you always have that vision. Um, And and I want you to talk about it because I believe uh, just watching you operate. I remember the first time I actually met you, we were at like a mastermind and we were in the same group. And one of the things that was different from you is I always felt like you were talking future tense, you were never talking present or past tense. Mm. And I feel like that's kind of where you stay. And that's why you're always, I don't know, happily discontent, right? And so um, talk to these women about why and how to live in the present, but always know Where
0: you're going in the future Yeah, I love that That was beyond leadership I remember you being there at that table and our conversations Um, So I like to call it And I got this from Ed Milette, But it's called blissful dissatisfaction So am I happy? Yes Okay Uh, My life is very good It just is Um, I've worked very hard And here I am But am I done? Oh no Baby no (laughs) like if if we've come this far we got a long way to go is basically where my mind is with it i was um with this man this summer and he said to me he said jesse lee he's like the problem is you live in the future and i live every day and i said you're right that is a problem babe (laughs) like that ain't gonna work (laughs) that is not going to work (laughs) like i can't because i'm i'm living like on a different planet sometimes i see the world differently i see people differently though so it's not just about me it's like if i bring someone into business i would challenge every woman and man listening to this don't look at those people as a new rank zero whatever that is in whatever company don't look at them as a as a secretary at a job where can that person go if you transfer your belief into them Because as soon as you make that shift in your mind of I'm a powerful enough woman to take my belief in you and turn you into beginning stages all the way up to the sky's the limit, well then it's not only me living in the future anymore, it's me living in the future with you. And right. that's the difference is there's a lot of people who are really focused on being the person that controls everything. They want to be number one. They want to be king of the castle, queen of the castle. They want right. to have the cars and trips and jewelry and whatever, but they don't think about all the people that if they would just pay attention to them and bring them up with them, they get everything they want. But you, You've got to view other people though, in their future stages. And if you coach Ooh. people from that perspective where it's like, there's you know you met megan the other day she's amazing she's developed so much as a leader my first 20 coaching calls with her i am not kidding tiffany i was like lord have mercy (laughs) it was like this anxiety depression fest it was this i can't get out of my head it's impossible i'm gonna basically talk the entire 20 minutes you know not me her talking right it was like a therapy session almost and i just kept thinking to myself There's something in there, though. She's got a future. Like, I see so much more in her than what she's showing me right now. And so, yes, you need to see yourself in the future. Who are you taking with you, though? And I would do that language shift. I think people need to correct their language more than anything because they don't understand the power of their tongue. If I start saying I'm going to the top and I don't say we're going to the top, well then I might make a million dollars, but will you? No, because the whole time I've been talking about it, I've been saying me, 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 me. Check your pronouns. You know, who's coming with you? You know, that's what I think it needs to be about. So when I say, you know, this is where I'm going, or I'm excited for the future, or, you know, uh, I'm going to be number one. I'm going to be the the best at this, or I am the best at this, or whatever it is that I say. You know, we're the number one team. We're the fastest growing this. We're the whatever. You know, I'm not stupid. I know my DNA is all over it. But I also mm. know that if I include everybody, then we all win together.
1: Yeah, I I love that. Because that's, I mean, that philosophy is old school. I mean, it basically is how, I think that's how really the world works. Every civilization, no one, there's a Zambian proverb that says, um, if you run, a, you can run faster if you run alone. You can run further if you run with a group. Yep. And that's like really, really old school to take others with you. And if you go old school network marketing direct sales, Zig Ziglar said if you help enough people get what they, they want, want. you get everything you want. You get what you want. Yep. I just feel like uh, a lot of that old school isn't transcending. It's not really being taught. I think a lot of people look at it as defunct or not relevant and i think a lot of people are missing the fundamentals and why people can be a, a success but not be um have significance as john c maxwell talked about yeah and so obviously you're doing that there are two things that i definitely want to cover and then we could go wherever <laughs> the first thing is when you were doing the coaching calls with Megan. you said the first 20 coaching calls as a coach now in this profession one of the things that i hear being preached taught Um, and duplicated is people don't have time they work very hard to get people in and then they throw them in groups or they send them pdfs or videos but they aren't taking the personal time i do feel taking personal time is part of our nurturing and feminine energy and that we know that a baby can't feed itself right and so obviously you went into that and i want to talk about the the conversation that you and I reconnected over with Megan and what you've grown her into being what she now is helping others do so let's first talk about 20 coaching sessions people don't spend time anymore yep why are you spending time and why do people because here's what I always hear Cause I'm like you, I teach people to spend time and how to not, I shouldn't say spend time, invest time, spend time, no return, invest time. You get a return. I always invested time and it turned into relationships. It turned into money. It turned into rank. It turned into everything. But I really hear people like I'm too busy. I don't have time to babysit. I don't run into adult daycare. So tell me why you did 20 coaching calls with this girl and why you went there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an investment of time, sure, but how are you going to say that you care about people and that you want to see people win and that you love people and then you don't show them any of those emotions you claim that you you have? You know, I look at—I think part of it probably comes from a place where if I hadn't been poured into, I wouldn't be here Same. right now. Are you kidding me? Like if I hadn't met Eric. Yeah. We wouldn't even be having this conversation, uh, you know, cause we I met, have,
1: there's like five in my, Oh life.
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a bunch of them. I'm just, you know, Eric obviously yeah. connects a lot of us. So, I mean, there's that there's, like I said, you see something in some people where you're just like, God, if you just, Oh, if I could just, oh, like, if they just knew how good they are, you know, if I could break through that shell, um, but people do need time. I, I say a lot of the time, this is, some, this is like a Jesse Lee-ism. I say people don't leave where they're loved. And then I say business scales at the speed of love. So how do you show people that? Well, it's going to be time. It's going to be so effort. Give, it's
1: it's going to be give the these stuff. Ladies, give these divas um, a glimpse into your calendar and your, your DMO. I mean, you don't have to do the calendar. They probably I said, it's funny, but as an I'm alarm goes off, because <laughs> at the top I, I of an hour, mean, um, <laughs> the irony. Spending the time, because I know you do a lot of things, yeah. and but you're still spending time with people, because I know that everybody doesn't deserve your time. You don't go where you're needed, you go where you're deserved. I you could, yeah. saw talent in some people, but I've heard I've coached women, and i heard it for two decades in this space. Oh my gosh, I want it more for them than they want it for themselves. And I just want to help them. And what that ends up is them pouring a lot and showing into um, not fertile ground. Right. So wh- how do you break it down? Because I don't want, I don't want any of the direct self divas or the listeners to be like, okay, I'm gonna give all my time to these people because I know you have a business mindset. Yes. yes. And there is something that you saw about Megan that there's a name that we'll never know that didn't get 20 coaching sessions. So what did they have to do? What did you do to decide to invest the time into certain people? Sure.
0: So I'm big on one word, which is assignments. Okay. So just because somebody is bad at something doesn't mean they can't get good, Mm. but they're never going to get good if they're not going to follow the assignments. So Mm. I can go through some schedule stuff for sure. But for me, the first first and foremost, when you join, um, I'm a big systems believer, you know, uh, anybody who's ever mentored me always talks about, she's got a systems brain, right? So we came up with this with an onboarding robot. You can do it however you want to. This is not a course on robot building, but everything is step by step by step. So if you join and you can't even so much as send me two names of people that you'll send a video to you're you know, like there are six or seven steps before you ever even qualify for a coaching call with me.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And then
0: on coaching calls, I give you an assignment to do at the end of the coaching call. Well, if the coaching, if the assignment's not done, you're not getting another coaching call. If you're not on team trainings, because our team has trainings literally every day, um, Mm. you know, a variety of them. Right. Like some are Italian trainings or Spanish trainings or German trainings, but they're translated or whatever. You know, if you're not plugging in, if you're not showing up, if there's no effort, then no I I like to reciprocate energy. That's probably the best way to describe it. So like Mm -hmm. if you're showing up, if you're saying I'm hungry, if you're saying I'm willing, I'm able, I'm here, I'm present, I'm really trying, I'm doing the post. Will you look at my social media? I swear to you, I am posting, I am doing the thing, like help me. Then, okay, I'll help you. I will help you because you're helping yourself too. What I see a lot of is people do, you know, Lisa Grossman says it best probably, but she says, I will help you build your business. Right. I will help you build your business. Not I will build your business for you. Right. Some people switch those words all around. No, like I can't do the messages for you. I can't make the social media posts for you. I can't make you care about your customers for you. I can't make you have recruiting conversations for you, but I can do it with you. I yeah. can coach you through it. So right. if somebody says, hey, here's a screenshot of a conversation. Where did I go wrong? Oh, all day I'll coach through that. Megan just kept showing up. Megan kept raising her hand. She kept saying, I'm not good at this, but my gift zone is here. And I'd say, great, your gift zone is there, go do this, here's this. When you're done doing that, come back to me, we'll do this. And th- the crazy thing is, even though I'm pro- I might be the number one recruiter in the world, the amount of people, the amount of people that will not do simple assignments, no, they don't deserve your time. They just mm-hmm. don't. You have to, you have to help the people whose hands are raised. And I will tell you what I see, and I know you see this too, because you're one of the best coaches in the world. I know you see this. People will say that their hands are raised but then they don't do the activity at all. Or, Mm -hmm. or the people whose hands are raised, they're like, hello, I'm here. And the mentor, coach, recruiter, whatever, is trying to body drag the people that aren't doing assignments. And the two people that are over here, like I did the assignment. Why is Jane Doe getting a coaching call? You're body dragging Jane Doe because you're falling in love with potential. Meanwhile, Sarah Smith's over here and she's like, Right, I literally twice did to, what, out yes. how to get to level three right yes. they're over here like in the water like hi hello right. and you're focused right. on the graveyard trying to bring along people who you what because they got a million social media followers a million or, social media followers they look
1: a certain right way, right or because you died with them that that but is huge just, and, or because someone said they know everybody over here and so you're spending your time over there. You know, I agree with you 100%. I think, you know, to really sum up what you said, it's like effort gets effort. And that's just all there is to it. Effort gets it. And, you know, when a person and what I, you know, there's an old school saying that says when the student is ready, the and appears. when you're a good student, you'll learn whether it's a book, a podcast, a video, a system, a bot, you're like, oh, yes. and then all of a sudden, you know, um, what's her name? Oh, she was. Uh, she's a Facebook lady. I'm looking at her face. She's married to the guy who did um, the monkey. Uh, what is it? MailChimp. Uh, oh, I don't know. Sarah, no, it's like a. Did
0: she write Lean um, In? Look, yeah, Lean In. Okay. Lean um, in, I but. forget her name too, but I'll, Su- Susan something, maybe? Susan! No, no oh, Cheryl. Cheryl, Cheryl but, yeah. Sandberg. Cheryl Sandberg.
1: Cheryl Sandberg. So. I read her book. I'm sorry I don't remember her name. I messed that all up. But one of the things that I took away from her was how to get a mentor. And she was talking about in that book, Lead In, so many people are like, I want a mentor. Will you be my mentor? They'll walk up, who's a person who just joined, hasn't done Jesse's system, and will try to message Jesse, Will you be my mentor? But the people who really get the mentors are the people who went through the books the trainings, the videos, the systems, and did everything. And what I always learned is production rules the day. Mm. When you can produce without them, that's when they show up to put gas on your fire to create the explosion.
0: So I have that exact experience. That's one of my favorite books,
1: by the way. So many women who are, say it again.
0: That's one of my favorite books, but that's like my story, you know, like with Eric. He, when I, when I first met him, I was making 30 grand a month. I thought I was like the bee's knees, right? I thought that I was like the coolest ever. And then I went to GoPro and all these people, you know, were standing up for making a million dollars a year. And I realized, oh, I was, I've been a big fish in a little pond. Um, and then I just shut up and I followed everything he said to do. He didn't know I was following everything he said to do. He didn't know I was watching all those little videos or, you know, you on his YouTube, you know, like consuming all of the content. And then by the time I went to Beyond Leadership, nine months later, which is when I met you, he asked in that room how much I was making. I was making over two hundred grand a month, nine months later. And that That's was like, amazing. And I re- I'll never forget his face. It's burned into my head. Because he was like, how much are you making? I said, this month's $206,000. He went, didn't you just say you made... Th- didn't I just... I was like, yeah. But I-, I let you mentor me before you even knew that I really existed.
1: Right. Exactly. You know, it's funny because that is exactly the same story of how he became my mentor. When I joined the company I was in, he was a corporate trainer. And he was the guy on the calls because we didn't have Zooms and social media back then. And I would listen in on the calls and take notes and everything that he said to do, I did. And I became um, what back then was like rookie of the year. And they had to go through and look at all the numbers and where was the biggest percentages of growth. And no one knew who I was except for my upline. And he saw my numbers. He called me said, we'd like you to be recognized on a call. And I was so nervous because this was the guy on everything. Yep. And from there, after that conversation, I remember him saying to me, you know, a lot of people don't surprise me. I've been around this thing long enough where people don't surprise me, and you surprise me. And my income was not two hundred six thousand; it wasn't even twenty thousand back then. And that's what I want people to hear from these two stories, yes. Because it doesn't have to do with the income; not it enough. has to do with the effort, yeah. right? Has to do with the effort that our stories are about fifteen years apart. Same guy, totally different incomes, but same message. And that message is no matter. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to have coffee. You don't have to have a weekly call. Nope. You just have to go to work on what you can do. And that's what we can control, our attitudes and our actions. You did it. I did it. And then we got mentored by one of the best in the world. And that's why we now are part of his legacy yeah. is some of the best in the world. That is bitches in the world. So let me just do this. We had a conversation about um, over the weekend, I I want to like recognize and honor you for taking a step that I believe a lot of people won't. And that is working on um, diversity and inclusion in a really racially polarized world today. And you have taken a step listening to your heart and I'm sure people around you and your organization and around you that you wanna have the hard conversations. And I honor that because in all colors, There are people who are ignoring the conversation, especially when they are at your level. When you make a certain amount of money, kind of color doesn't matter. You know, they could because I've been there. I know. I know it's like one minute you didn't have the money to get in and your color mattered. And the next minute they don't see anything but your credit card. Right. They're like, come on in. And when you get to the level that you are, it can almost not be your problem because it really doesn't affect you. you anymore. And then as a woman who is white and Hawaiian but looks mostly white yes. and could choose whatever and do whatever, you kind of don't have to be bothered with it. And so I was very um I I mean I don't want to be condescending but very impressed and almost shocked that someone at your caliber was like, "Hey, look, I wanna have this conversation and I'm reaching out to people who don't look like me to help me have the conversation. So I wanna ask you, number one, why is it important as a white person, but as a woman, cuz this is International Women's Month. And I believe that women can have these conversations better. Mm -hmm. You and I over the years, even though we don't talk all the time, every time we have a conversation, it's an amazing conversation that I feel like, not only do I feel amazing, but I grow from, and I hope it's the same for you. And I think it is like, um, as women, we can humble ourselves just enough to be like, okay, girl, tell me the real thing. Mm -hmm. And I find that that's what you did and what you allowed me to do over the weekend with your group and what I felt your group was actually very open to. So as women, with race relations, inclusion, diversity, even finances, these hard conversations, why are we the ones that have to lead these conversations? Why do we need to stop waiting for some man or someone with a title to lead them? And why can we have them ourselves?
0: So lot to unpack. First of all, thank you. Uh, but also you don't have to thank me because it's the right thing to do. Um, I was, I'll tell you first of all, why, um, I got really bothered. You know, I've, I've been posting the black lives matter stuff. Um, you know, I've been, I did a pot, I've done podcasts on it. Just my opinion on everything. And I realized I needed to do more when another multi seven figure earner who's been on the big stages. Like we've been multiple times, you know, talking about how his team has 500,000 people around the world started making blatantly racist comments. Like, don't even care. Don't even care. Racist. Well, maybe if your black people worked as hard as, as my white people do. On my social media. T-
1: wh- don't tell me who that
0: is. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you after we're done recording, but uh, I, and I'm fighting him openly on my social media. And I realized like, and then I started looking cause I start clicking then. And it was like a common theme. These high six and seven figure earners, like you said, people at my caliber, like you said, I'm putting in quotations, right? But at my caliber won't have the conversations because what, you're scared of losing a check? I literally went on social media. I said, I don't want your dirty racist money, period. Take it. I don't want it. I don't want it. And if that means that I have to like sacrifice friendship, relate. They're not my, you are not my friends. Clearly you are not my people. Cannot relate with you. I'd rather know now. I'd rather know now that if you come to my house where half the people in the house are going to be black most of the time, you're not going to, you're not going to like them. You don't, you think of them as inferiors. I want to know now before I let you in my circle anyway. And so then I started looking at our team and specifically when I looked at my frontline, so my personal recruits. It is like the color wheel, girl. Like, we got so many languages, so many genders. Like, I found out we probably have, like, 25, 30 transgender people on our team. So cool, right? Like, we have the gays, the lesbians, the, the, the Latinos, mm-hmm. the blacks, the whites, the, the Hawaiians. That call, they're so dark, they call themselves purple. Yeah, like, like the world. Oh, we, like got the world, we got the, the world, girl. We got the Malaysians, you know? But, like, they're frontline to me. And I thought to myself, I need to find out what it is about me that makes these people feel safe. So we started having the conversations and Megan is the only black car earner in our whole company, Mm -hmm. whole company, right? Mm -hmm. Happens to be frontline to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and then there's another, she's a white woman who has a black child. She said, we got to do something. We got to, we got, and I said, what, anything we need to do, I'm willing to do it. Anything. Mm -hmm. What do we need to do? We clearly need to educate. I'm willing to take the whole platform. We'll see who shows up. We'll see who I don't care. I've got a huge I'll put it all over social media. I'll repurpose it into a thousand things. People. Can, I don't care. People need to know how I feel about it. And so I just if I could wish anything, it would be that more people would not be so attached to the money. Like you said, they're so scared of going from 20 grand a month to five. Well, wouldn't you rather have five that you
1: feel good about? I Here's would think that I've learned. I've had it. I've lost it. I've had it and made it again. If that's who you are, you don't have to worry about losing it because you can always right. get it back. Money is just energy. Oh, well, I gr- you know I agree with the that. Fact that you were able to say, take your dirty money. You said, take this bad energy because your good energy is going to replace it times ten and times twenty. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't, I don't want it. You know, and so uh, we decided. And, and a core value of our team is inclusivity. Period. Like, and really,
1: Isn't what it we have to even say that?
0: Yeah, but that's real life, you know.
1: That's yes. it so but it's real life. but you you team. said
0: it better than I said it. You said if you look around these teams, there's a lot of people making millions of dollars in an echo chamber. An echo yeah, chamber of people that look profitable. the same, talk the same, walk the same, same backgrounds, same small towns, like like, great, you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, but are you becoming a better person? Because like it's money,
1: it's just money. You know, so, you know, I what I realized when really looking at this, and it really started when I did the town hall last year after George Floyd was murdered. And I reached out to my friends in the space and I asked them to have a conversation with me about this. And it was a very telling conversation. People who would have people at events, but really didn't think shit of them. You know, like when you really listen to the conversation, I'm good enough to be on your stage, but. You really think if I if you had to employ me, I wasn't as good as the white counterpart. Right. It opened my eyes. And what I realized is people really are creating profitable echo chambers. And they're only letting the money come in, but they're not letting the people come in. Mm. Pay attention. If I will take your money, but I won't give you a seat at the table, that says a whole lot. Yeah. And that's why wow. that conversation that we had and the fact that you reached out, you know, I honest I honor you. Because I know it takes a lot. And I know you're always happily the person on the outside the box and that's where you are. And a lot of people like, probably are like, well, that's just Jessie Lee. She's just going to be that. Her hair used to be this. She's this. She's got a tattoo. She's this. But I'm telling you, that's not just a thing. That is a heart issue. And the fact that you let that happen and you chose to do it shows your heart I don't care what color your hair is, what your gender is, what your sexuality is, what your faith is, because there are a lot of people with faith that would never do what you did. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going right now as a black woman who was in network marketing for 17 years and built. And what a lot of people don't know is the highest faith in is top five is half of them black. Yes. Half of them black. So yeah. when a white person says, we don't work as hard, we're not as good, don't, oh, wait, I shouldn't have been drinking. When they <laughs> She's going to fight. We literally are yeah. some of the best in the world.
0: Well, you know, but it goes back to the it. women conversation. It's the passion. When you said yeah, on our the call of the other day, you said, let us on that stage. And you, I was like, hell yeah. There is a different energy behind it. And it's not. If I, I, I see your differences. Life.
1: I respect them. Show why me. I appreciate what you said about the apps, like Clubhouse or wherever. Do a live, do a whatever. Create your own stage because that's why... I created my own shit. You said a lot of times the reason why women are on a stage is because a man lets them on. That's our fault. That's on me. That's on me. Okay? So you know what I have decided to do? I don't need nobody's stage. And you know what? The problem that people hang up on, get hung up on is we get hung up on the size of the audience instead of hung up on the size of the car. Yes. And so where I am right now is forget the audience. Let's worry about the size of the cause. Let's forget. Let's worry. Let's, uh, I got viral because of a white man because he owns that video because he put it out sixteen plus million views. But you know what? I can't get that video myself. But that's okay because you know what? No one else can. Re, no one else has ever been able to recreate a viral video. Ain't nobody been able to do that, and nobody can create, recreate the message and all of that. So. I loved when you said that, like ingrained in me. I was like, she's a hundred percent right. Let's stop waiting, whether you are transgender, gay, straight, Christian, Muslim, white, black, blue, green, and everything in between. We don't care. We need to speak up and speak out. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I'm honored and proud that you, you know, you chose me to have that voice. And that's why I'm grateful for the fact that probably what looks like two unlikely companions in this journey, two unlikely collaborators in this journey would come together. Um, What most people would see women competing, we actually are completing and locking arms and working together for that cause. Because the truth of the matter is, um, strength brings unity. And when more people see, people aren't worried about anything else but the mission, that is what makes me proud and you know I'm a lot older than you and a lot longer in this journey than you are but I'm proud that there are people um and women like you who are standing up for what's right and not just what is profitable mm-hmm. and I I think you're a great example of that you can have and do both so you, you, you really know,
0: can I, and really I want to repeat that, that you can say do, it again. I just want to repeat that what you just said you can do
1: both you can. You can do both. You can. You can and it'll feel what better. What I understand is what doing the world makes it look like you got to be an ugly person but you can do right and have a life too. And um, I'm excited about it. So final words. We have talked race. We talked inclusion. We talked money. We didn't go to men because I think we <laughs> have to, We have to meet up somewhere the next but, episode. <laughs> um, what would you say? The next episode of Tiffany Beverly episode. and Destiny Lee. We need episodes together, girl. One episode. <laughs> But, um so so international women's month you know it's funny we had a conversation you saying that you know with black history we don't make history just one month and women were women all year so it's not just for the month yep but in honor of this being you know the women's month and march 8th being the women's day and what we do what are your final words to women in this space who have made a decision i'm going to do it you know, not just the house, because they'll figure that out, but why is it important for them to make their mark and um you know, and use their voice for what is important to them with this profession.
0: I mean the why to me is just quite frankly, you'll make the world a better place. You know, the world needs to be softer, the world needs to be led more with love these days. The world needs people to know that they care. And that's something we can do. That's something we can provide. That's, that's the d- divine feminine. And if you look at all the hate in the world, and if you look at all the anger and the violence in the world, that is the toxic masculine. And if we're going to change the profession and let more women have seats at the table, then we need more strong women. We're all strong, but we need the women who know they're strong right now to step up and stand out more, more loudly. You know, something you said the other day that really resonated with me. And we were talking about the conversation of race, but it's really all inclusions. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you don't see somebody that looks like you, then make it be you. You don't see the gay woman on stage at GoPro, make it you. You don't see the millionaire who's a transgender, make it you, if that's you. You don't see, yeah, where are the Asians at GoPro? I don't know, make it you. you know like when you see women on that stage they're always the strongest it's why you've got men going to most powerful women in network marketing because the women train better taking notes taking notes they're in the back of the room like am i allowed to be here this training's bomb right right so let that be you nobody's gonna stop you get after it
1: it's time jesse lee thank you